Believing Weakness Podcast. Kids are soft. You like discipline. But I've got news for you. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little cushions. Oh no, it's time now to turn this mush into muscles. Seth, a lot of people have maybe seen you on YouTube and, and kind of know you as the guy on YouTube who talks about SARMs a lot. However, you and I have been friends for many years now, and I know you in a completely different capacity because I know you as somebody completely different. I know you as a community leader for self-health care, an entrepreneur and a business owner, and an advocate for liberty and freedom. Uh, could you kind of provide the people listening with a more honest painting of, of who you really are, other than just the guy on YouTube that talks about enhancement? Well, I kind of like your uh, <laughs> your definition. <laughs> um, honestly, I am a Christian, um, and really, my life revolves around serving. A, my dad taught me when I was growing up. He said, "said um, I told him I needed a car." And he said, I, you know, I said, I'm 15. I'm about to be 16, Dad. I'm about to be a man. Um, I'm going to need a car. And Dad said, you don't need a car, son. You need to provide the community with a service. I said, what the hell does that mean? He said, uh, you see that lawnmower? He said, go mow the neighbor's yard and ask him for $20. You do that enough times, you will have a car, sir. And I said, is that what business is? Dad said, yes, son. You find a way to help people. They'll pay you for it. And I went, wow. So that's really where everything started is finding new ways to help people. And that's what we started. My dad and I, dad started a business when I was, he was a hypnotherapist when I was growing up. And granted, this is a martial arts expert, six foot three, um, you know, hypnotherapist. <laughs> and he walks in the house one day and said, Seth, uh, or he said, y'all, we're going to be broke for a while. He said, um, no matter how many people or no matter how well the mind works, if you don't get enough vitamin C, you still get scurvy. If you don't get enough vitamin D, you still get rickets. We're not helping as many people as we could. So we're starting a nutrition company. We're going to be broke for a while. And he walks out the room. And I mean, I look at mom and I'm like, hell, you married him. I don't know. He would find ways that he wanted to help people. And that's just what he did. And I really just learned from him. He has two nutrition stores. Um, which I now own. Um, and we started Neuroids and the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel got started because I was just really tired of giving the same sales pitch over and over and over again to help people understand how to lose weight and how to build muscle. So I figured if I did it once on YouTube, they could watch it as many times as they wanted. So it, everything kind of just came from the idea of you know, helping others. There's a really big principle that dad taught me behind it that comes from the saying that the greatness, they asked Jesus one time, they said, um, what do we have to do to become great? And they said, well, you have to serve the many because service to many leads to greatness. And that's capitalism, not serving for free. 
but you provide people with what they need for a price that you both agree on and do it as well as you can and give them more service than they could possibly pay for. And you will always have people to serve and you'll never have to worry about your bills. The, the choice that your dad made to do this business means that you were somewhat predestined to follow suit. Somewhat. Um, he let me know that he would give it all away if I didn't earn it. No silver spoon stuff. Well, no, he, he just said, son, if you don't earn it, you wouldn't be able to keep it. So you have to earn your own way. So you'll be worthy of having. But correct me if I'm wrong, your dad, it, it wasn't anything just as simple as opening a, a, a health nutrition store. He had some pretty rough years after that, right? Oh, yeah. Because of the, well, in lieu of the nutrition store, we had some really fun times and some really hard times. And it basically, dad did, he had to serve 16 months in prison. Um, now, granted, it was minimum security and they got really good burgers and they got awesome racquetball courts, but um, they took him from his family and everything and he could not business for 16 months as he sat in this facility because we were selling GHB. Actually, it was GBL, if you want to get technical. Um, and we got, they got him with one case that we got after it was made illegal. Now, we had been selling it for years and we got one case for personal use, but that one case was 12 bottles and every single ounce, which there was 16 ounce bottles and 12 of them, every ounce was a felony offense. Oh God. Now, can you explain to the audience what that compound is if they don't know? Yeah. GBL turns to GHB when mixed with water in your body. Basically what that does is that is a precursor that releases growth hormone, growth hormone being your master hormone. Um, when you get this mass release of growth hormone, you generally go into a stage for sleep if you take too much, but just enough of it and you get drunk. So this was kind of like one of the, like the very first like GH secretagogues. It's the strongest of the releasers of growth hormone, so strong that it will knock you out because you only produce mass amounts of growth hormone when in stage four sleep. So you take this and you get all this growth hormone release and your subconscious mind and conscious mind no longer know which one's which. And you can really, you think you can, well, whatever you're thinking about, you do. Like if you're having fun, you're going to have a lot of fun. If you think about fighting, you will fight the law. It doesn't matter. You know no bounds, which is really entertaining for entertaining people and really scary for scary people. Um, but nonetheless, no one was ever hurt by this that we found. And we used to, like, I had parties and stuff. But it, nonetheless, because he got that one case, um, it was four and a half years later after we had never, we hadn't touched any in four and a half years. They came in and took my dad to prison. And they told me everything about my life and then asked for a statement about my father and GHB. And I went, you need to get out of here. Um, 
Like there's nothing going to happen from this point on, but very bad things. You need to leave. How did that make you feel as a young man watching that happen to your dad? Well, it let me know on a very, on a very actual level of reality that there is a mafia out there that will come and take everything you love if you don't act the way that they want you to. And it really doesn't matter if you've hurt anyone or not because you break their rules. They'll put you in a cage and leave you there and not really give a shit if you or everything you built and all the good things you've done don't count to know that your country of freedom is ran by a mob of thugs really takes away the freedom aspect. Did that make you lose faith in our system? I've never had faith in a government. Government was evil from the jump. Um, and I knew that because I studied the founding fathers and I didn't know it on a real level and it didn't affect me personally until then. My dad, is the most peaceful man I've ever met in my life. I've seen him angry twice in my life. He is honestly the best man I've ever known personally. And that's coming from his son who knows everything about him. Like he's really good. And to watch them take him and now me, I'm an asshole. I'll beat your ass. I mean, I'm like straight up. I like to fight and I can be, persuaded by emotion sometimes to object my dad's up. But dad, on the other hand, is calm, cool, relaxed, controlled, and truly out for the betterment of humanity. And to watch them take him away, and I'm sitting there going, why? Did y'all not see who he is? Not, not what action he took one time. You know, it's kind of like only the good die young. Dad came back from prison there was, there's something different. There's a vileness that just wasn't there before. And I can only imagine being taken away from everything that you've built and everything you love. And dad, he never went to college, um, but he's developed 38 products that are patented or patent pending based on a pH balancing formula that he and our chemist in Overland Park, Kansas created and patented and sells products throughout the United States and seven other countries without the use of the internet. That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like it, he built this amazing company and he helped so many people. And we've got all these testimonials that I heard growing up all the time. And they took that man away. And now just to clarify, that was nutritional healthcare. He was that his company at the time. Uh huh. And the 38 products we still have. Um, that was something that we bought and sold on a personal level because it was walking the line of legality and it helped me to understand law a little better. It helped me to study it. And that's why I could go deal with the Harvard lawyer and, um, when, well, we'll get into that a little later. Cause I know you got quite a bit to say about that. But my no. question here is whenever your dad went to prison, was the business just dumped in your lap? Like, here you go, son. Yeah. Like it's a family business. It always has been all of them, but yeah, it was up to us to keep it up while he was gone. And God's honest truth. I didn't handle it very well. I drank a lot. And, um, 
it was an injustice that I just couldn't comprehend. And I was really, really angry. It was not a nice time in my life. Were you talking a few drinks every night or were we talking? No, I got to where I was drinking a fifth of Smirnoff Red Label a day. The people at the ABC store, which is Alabama Beverage Control, knew me. Before I walked in, they had my fifth of Smirnoff Red Label ready. And I still remember it cost like $13.20. I did that every day. To the point to where when I finally decided that I would quit, because I'm Seth Williams, hell, I can do anything, um, I had seizures. Like I found myself in the floor, people standing over me, and I said, "What the hell's wrong with y'all?" I said, "You're the one in the floor." To put this in perspective, at, at this time that this is going on in your life, are you in your late teens? Are you in your twenties? I was about twenty-four. I didn't grow a brain till I was twenty-five. <laughs> I, I said, "Well, I didn't grow one till I was about twenty-eight. <laughs> well, I, I came, I came to the house one day, and um, I just rolled my forerunner. It had no windows, no windshield, and I drove it from Tennessee to Alabama, and I pulled up in the driveway, and Mom was standing outside, and she said, what are you doing here? Well, I'm home. She said, this is not your home. I said, well, let me get my clothes. She said, they're not your fucking clothes. You didn't buy them. I said, understood. So what made her have that sort of reaction to you? Was it because of the lifestyle you were living with alcohol? She took a million-dollar life insurance policy out on me previously. And I asked her, I said, are you gambling on my death? And she said, would it be a good gamble? And I said, I can't blame you. So it was that point where it was just like, you're not going to make it. I had an ongoing bet with my buddy as to who would die first. The other one gets all their shit. And But it's that extreme willingness to go towards something one way or the other. I don't do things partially, and I'll fight to the bitter end. Most people would have quit drinking way before that. Me, hell no, nah, I would keep going. Like, when I decide to do something, I'm on it. <laughs> but, and maybe this is with everything in life, not just alcohol. Um, you have people that can just have a few drinks just for, like, a little bit of uh, – social inhibition to loosen, loosen up. I'm one of those people. And then you have people that just can't have a bottle of wine. They got to have the whole damn vineyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and yeah, there's some people that aren't good at some things. Like some people can't wash windows. Hell, I can't drink. I don't need to though. I don't have any inhibition. I'm not scared and crowds don't bother me and people are fun to me and getting reactions, reactions out of people is the game. Most people are timid and scared and have this kind of, I don't know. But when you grow up with a birth defect and like you get the shit beat out of you as a kid, um, you get past that really quick. When your mother dances on the table to Patsy Klein at her 12th birthday party, you kind of get over being embarrassed by it. <laughs> Help help explain that a little bit. Not not that necessarily the well, Patsy Klein deal, but a lot of people that maybe don't know who you are, haven't seen what you look like, and they don't know that you have a a, a little bit of a a hair lip. Yeah, I was born with a cleft lip and palate, which basically I went through seven major surgeries by the time I was twelve years old. Um, that's a little different in that you catch reality as for something that may not be there in the next minute because you can wake up with your arm strapped or you can't touch your face for six weeks. 
Um, and that puts things into a different perspective. You kind of, and then when you get the shit kicked out of you at school until the point to where you decide you would rather die than be treated that way anymore, you learn how to fight. Um, and that's because you're the different kid. And you kind of get that after a while and you go, fine then. And that's why I don't have any inhibitions today. In disguise, it was a blessing. I didn't know it at the time, but that's where no fear comes from. Like, what are you going to do? And as a Christian, if you kill me, I get promoted. It don't mean shit. Like, there's nothing to fear now. People's opinion? Well, I've seen people at their worst. It doesn't mean much. But you know what? Talking to people from all over the world on a, almost a daily basis. That is one of the great luxuries of what you and I both do, is we get to connect with people all over the world. Well, and doesn't it let you know, though, that most people are decent? Most people are good. Yeah, seriously, they really they are. really just want what you want, to raise their family, to be left the hell alone by a government, and to just have the freedom to be themselves and it's that good side that is far more it has a far bigger pull than the negative that's why i can base my life around helping other people um which is what business is to me it's whatever method you choose to help others it really doesn't matter if you're a farmer or you make cars or you make porn you are providing people with a service for a price that you both agree on that means you're helping yeah. So, you know, and you couldn't really do that. The the more ignorant um, people will try to cheat their way to the top or steal their way to the top. Like I just we just lost 56 grand to someone that was embezzling money from a company. And that was man. He was good. Like. But to try to cheat your way to the top, you never can win. I've known other people that have had their website stolen and are still held by other people today, which is kind of weird. But anyway, so there's so many stories that we have since this business has started. You know, I've lost credit card processing more times than I can really count at this point. We have had our business attacked by lawyers we have it really for oh then i mentioned that i'm also a high school dropout which means i shouldn't be doing any of this my teachers told me that i would never amount to shit if you want to start a business yeah everybody close to you tells you you're a fucking idiot and you'll never oh. achieve it starting a youtube channel they were like why are you doing that why are you wasting your time you should be working in this store and i went no which i so a lot of people know I've been a huge supporter of Kratom and it's played a major role in my sobriety. Um, I think it's a wonderful uh, herbal medicine if used responsibly. And I've actually got a new Kratom company that I've been working with and they are called Elevated Botanics. And this company not only has Kratom, they also have some really high quality uh, CBD products that are all locally sourced and they also have things like kava, they have mushroom blends, things like that. Uh, they do free shipping for all orders, which is very rare, and every single order actually gets free samples of different kratom strands. So if you like 
order two or three different Kratoms, they'll send you a sample of something that you did not purchase. Great company to work with. Um, good customer service. They do third-party testing on their site. Um, got a coupon code for 10% off, Leaving Weakness. And their website is elevatedbotanics.com. 10% off coupon code is Leaving Weakness. Give them a try. You won't be disappointed. I want to ask you about that. Because, man, before you and I became really good friends, I was watching you back in like 2013, 2014, watching your videos. And, I mean, you are no newcomer to that. And you have absolutely grown a huge community on YouTube. I mean, do you remember like when and why you first started doing that? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, and I remember it's really started because I was so tired of giving the same sales pitch in that store. I literally, I was selling 500 bottles of Dodgers Delight a month. And I got to the point where I was like, if I say, if I say this sales pitch one more time, I would have groups of people walk in and I was giving sales pitches, telling them, trying, helping them to understand how to lose weight. I was having seminars and doing like, I was not even nothing. I've always been toward my goals. I'm either really good or really bad and I'm a hundred percent. And I finally just went, I'd rather go broke than say that shit again. And then my mom conned me into a Facebook page, which she sent me a link that said, you know, Hey, and then I read social networking and I went, what? Social? That's money. That's a way to help people. And then I found YouTube where I had, where I could, actually tell people about a product one time and they could watch it as many times as they wanted. And I was like, holy mother of God. But the and difference is the, the products that you all have actually fucking work. I don't deal, I don't deal with things that don't work. Um, and that's what makes us unique. And that's why I had a message that people resonate with is because if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and if you want to achieve the goal and actually not waste your money or time, then this is where you go. Why did you actually get into songs? It started, it, one of my reps for bodybuilding products called me and he said, dude, I've got the SARMs. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, like, like a STD or some shit. Um, and he, uh, he's like, no. And I was like, look, man, I've heard all this before. I know you got the greatest stuff there, blah, 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 blah. He said, but we've got double blind control placebo studies. And I went, what? He said, let me send them to you. So I started reading them and I went, we can help a lot of people here. There is a market for this because this is going to do what steroids does without screwing up the endocrine system, which is an orchestra you don't want to play with unless you know what you're doing. Right. Um, you screw the violin up in the orchestra and everything else don't matter, you know? So if we mess with one hormone, we mess with them all. And this is a way to help people to get the muscle and very short-lived periods alter the hormone receptor without screwing up the entire sound of the orchestra. I tried every fucking anabolic there is. And I believe in SARMs for a reason. I actually, I believe RAD140 I don't know if you saw the study on it. I know this is kind of off topic, but there was a study published earlier on this year where they were actually looking at RAD 140 as 
a possible cure for Alzheimer's because of the way that it affects the androgen receptors in the brain. Have you seen what SR9009 does? It's amazing. It's amazing what it does. You know, and it's and it's so messed up to me. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but it's so messed up to me that you, you, you we're seeing like all of this negativity being spread around about like things like Carterin, you know, where they're they're actively botching the studies by putting rats in these studies and implementing other compounds that are known carcinogens um, to botch the studies. You know, to make it look like something that destroys cancer, like Carterin, causes cancer when it doesn't. I always look at it like this. The president, whenever he has problems, they're not small problems. They're really big. So if you're doing something really great, then get ready to have really big problems. That's the beauty of it is if it's really worth it, you'll fight through it. And it's not really worth it if you don't. So um, you guys were one of the very first companies to start open, like talking about SARMs, selling yeah. SARMs. Well, we created a market because there was a need that wasn't being met very well. And then there was an opening. Now, it was unique in that we were able to attract so many people so quickly. Just to clarify, these were people that weren't using this on themselves. These were people that were using them in their test tubes, in their labs, and on their spider fish, monkey frogs, right? Yeah, yeah. They were doing research for research purposes and research facilities for their fish, frog, monkey, mice, saber tooth, spider cricket, lycolotopus. Those lycolotopus are like ferocious beasts, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, they are awesome. And <laughs> it's amazing how many people have these too i didn't know that they were so popular i thought i was the only one that had one mine's my best friend i take them everywhere i go you know (laughs) we uh i have had so much fun with doing this i mean like when you're having so much fun that harvard sues you um you know you're probably having too much fun the dylan jamelli and his ice arms company that he allegedly didn't own or whatever you want to say blackstone labs that had like the Ostapure, I mean, they were kind of the only companies even messing with this stuff whenever you guys kind of took the reins on this and really fucking ran with it. There's a big question as if they were really messing with this stuff. (laughs) Well, my theory is is they were, you know, it was some of the pro-hormones that were banned in 14. That's not a theory. We had them tested. Um Unfortunately, I bought into some of that in the beginning because I didn't know any better. Um, I didn't really realize how corrupt some of these companies and some of these men were until I went to see the facility where my products were being produced. And I drove to Texas from Alabama and I said, uh, hey, I'm here to see the facility. And the owner of the company wouldn't see me. Now, I'm spending $20,000 a month with this. And I said, no, I came to see my facility. And for three days, I waited patiently. And on the third day, he said he had to wash his boat. I said, where the hell is this boat? I want to wash it. I grew up on a river. I'm a river rat. I know how to wash a boat. Let me see that motherfucker. And it was at that point I realized I'm being lied to. And I dropped them that day. And I said, I will never spend another dime with those people. And I didn't have a backup source. I just knew that it was not okay to compromise 
my integrity nor my customers' um, research with some shit that I couldn't see the facility. I, I don't know if he's making porn in there. So I went and found, or actually other resources found me at that point. There was a point where you basically bought a bunch of product from a bunch of different companies and you had them independently tested mm-hmm. and had the lab results and was like, I know who's got fake shit and who doesn't. Yeah. And I was the first one to bring up a COA. And that was that point where I went, okay, y'all, we, we got to have certificates of analysis. And there is, we've got to do this properly because it's come to light that I may have had, I may have been duped and I'm sorry, but we have to get proof. Those companies that are good, that stand out, they have the HPLCs, their certificate of analysis by a third-party lab, right? They don't have it from their source because I think you told me that the source will fuck you over. And I didn't know that. See, I I didn't know. Nobody knew what a COA was. When I first started calling these companies after I had that little debacle, I would people would call me as a source and I would go, where's your COA? And they would say, a what? I went, oh, God, we're in trouble. The owners of the companies don't know what COA is. <laughs> Holy shit. And if they don't know what a certificate of analysis is on a chemical and they're selling, we need to correct that. In my opinion, dude, kind of you and the folks that proven peptides kind of set an industry standard. Well, I don't know if we set a standard, but we honestly, I'm not the best marketer in the world, but I know that for my personal, my fish, frog, monkey, mouse, saber, two spider cricket, there is a standard that will be kept. And I know that everything that goes on my site, he has used and he's my best friend. So that's the standard is if I wouldn't personally administer it to my research animal, it's not going on my research site. Um, that's really, it has to be that good or I just ain't doing it. And I'm always the first one to do the research. So let me ask you, is that what led to the lawyer, Robert Toyer coming into the play? Well, he came into play. It was a little funny how that worked and that, kind of brings Mr. Hughes into it too. Um, because when he first sent me a letter of intent to sue me, I kind of went, okay, why would you do this? And talking to him really, well, basically whenever I talked to him and at the end of our conversation, he started at $25,000 he wanted from me and for me to put in my product. And I went, okay, that's not going to happen. You're funny. You're not getting $25,000. I ain't got that much. And by the end of the conversation, he said, pay me $7,000 now. And I said, why? And he said, because a federal lawyer is going to cost you 10. And I said, that's extortion. He said, I don't give a fuck what it is. Pay me now. I said, man, I said, I'll tell you what, you'll get money from my cold, dead fingers. That's the only way you'll get it. And he said, what was your name again? He didn't know who you were. (laughs) Everything just stood still for a second. And I went, 
you're threatening to take money out of my children's mouth and you don't know my goddamn name. I said, sir, you'll remember it for the rest of your life. I bought roberttollier.com. Now, this was not a short battle, though, right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's lasted about three years now. And now he's suing me in Birmingham to get his name back after he lost the case. So that's kind of funny. The Mr. I live in Hollywood or live in Beverly Hills now gets to come to Birmingham to fight the redneck high school dropout. That had some pretty negative consequences, though, this whole endeavor with you and this lawyer. I mean, this affected you and your family, right? It had some personal consequences. I'm not the type that destroys things. I don't want to hurt men's business, but I told him, I said, your practice will do less than mine before I'm done with you, sir. And roberttollier.com, you will find, before you find his his uh, page on Google, you'll find me making fun of him. Um, and I do that because you don't get to go picking on people and trying to destroy men's businesses for your own profit without getting payment. And I'm not the one that puts that at the top of the Google listing. It's those 111 companies, the men that own those, that put that at the top of Google. I'm just the one that's there ranting about it. So where are things kind of at with you and him right now? Um, I don't know. Like somebody, I don't know who in the world did this, but somebody bought the name of the lawyer that was suing on his behalf in Birmingham. And I just haven't heard from him anymore. I don't know. What happened? I don't know who would do such a thing, but <laughs> and, um, it seems to have just kind of nothing has been said since then. It's, it was a unique thing. Any advice to people that are thinking about starting their own business? Um, be sure that you love it. If you're starting a business that you're going to manage, you better love it. If you're a businessman, you won't run your business or manage it. You'll have someone else doing that. You will be the business owner. But um, if you do what I did, I created a job for myself that relies on me. And that's more fun than working for someone else if you love it. If you're not 100% going to do it 24-7, then just work for someone else. It's easier. But for those who really want to be entrepreneurs, drop your fear at the door and ask for forgiveness rather than permission and go forward doing the best you can with what you have. And honestly, you don't have to pay for advertising. It's free these days if you have a good message. So work on who you are. It always... People buy you. They don't buy your product. They buy the person that is putting the product out there, the face or the individual or the idea. Um, so work harder on yourself than you do on your job, and your job will always be taken care of. Any good advice for someone uh, who's interested in finally getting in shape for the first time in their life or want to start taking their health care serious for the first time? Yeah, start now. I'm going to get this ready and then, no, you change. The cool thing about being a human is you can change everything about you right now. You make a decision 
And a decision is not a chance. When you make a decision, that's what you do. So you make a decision to eat right, then from this second forward, you don't eat bad stuff. You make a decision to go to the gym, you do it every day as if it was military style, somebody shooting at you. I used to, my friends went into the military at 9-11, and I used to say, you know what, they don't get up in the morning and wish and say, hey, I think I'm going to fight today. They wake up in the morning and somebody's shooting at their ass. So I can take and get my ass to the gym, surely to God, um, and taking that type of militant attitude toward I will make this part of my life, and you want your life to get better, take care of yourself. That's all you have to do. If you take care of yourself to a great degree, everything else is going to fall into place. You are the most important person in your world. So, and the greatest way to become great is to help other people by first helping yourself, and then they will be attracted to you. It's easier to attract wealth than go out and earn it. You only earn so much. There's only so much work you can do, but you can attract a mass number of people to you. You actually have somewhat of a gift in the form of a coupon for all of our listeners, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And so- Go to your website and purchase anything. And if they use the coupon code leaving weakness, they get a certain percentage off. Yes, they get 15% off. And when it's active, leaving weakness percent sign will get them, I think, 25% off whenever we are running about every weekend we run a thing. So um, we can even make one specifically for this podcast. If you want to make a LWPOD, that could be a code for this podcast, and we could do 20% off for as long as they want to. There you go, man. LWPOD, 20% off everything. <laughs> and what's the site name? Neuroids.com. If you want to, if you have questions, go to Anabolics Anonymous Google Group. That's where all the customers answer each other's questions because a lot of y'all are way smarter than me. And that's cool. I'm a part of that. That's actually a really good community. Yeah, I, I'm amazed because I created it and I stepped away basically and went, here, this is y'all's. Like, I wanted to make something where y'all could help each other because people help me so much. Like my website, originally we created it and the guy that was working with me got hooked on Oxycontin and destroyed the damn thing because I wouldn't pay him $700 he didn't earn. And when, when that happened, it was rebuilt for free by a man who I still don't know his full name Yeah, because he was down for the cause. He understood and went, look, man, I would love to help you out. And in, in a week, he had a better website than I had built, and he gave it to me. Um, my competition has saved my business so many times I can't even tell you. And I'm humbled and thankful, and I don't know why, but it keeps happening. I keep being blessed, and so I really just try to pay it forward, I guess. Well, man, we're going to wrap it up here. We all appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your busy day as a person who's got a business to operate, and it's a pretty good-sized business from everything I know. Man, it's an honor to be here, and, man, I appreciate you personally. You're going to come on again, and you're going to talk about the actual 
state of SARMs. Mm-hmm. There's always a uh, mountain to jump. That's going to be the law. It's a big one. All right, man. Well, we're going to call it quits here. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right. Sounds great. Appreciate you. There you go, everybody. The long-awaited uh, interview with my good friend, Mr. Seth Williams. Now, as Seth mentioned in the episode, he did give out that coupon code. and You can go to his website, newroids.com, to get a bunch of different supplements that he's got. Um, anytime you support our guest or our sponsors, it also helps support them, but also the podcast as well as the website so we can keep doing this and bring keep bringing you guys more high-quality content and even better guests. Um, also wanted to let everybody know that we do have a Patreon account. Now, the podcast and the website, all that content will always be free, but making a small contribution of any sort always helps. And whenever you sign up for our Patreon membership, you're actually going to be automatically entered in to win monthly giveaways on free product from all of our sponsors and get access to free ebooks as well as podcast episodes that aren't going to be released to the general public. So if you're interested in making a contribution to the cause, go to patreon.com/leavingweakness.